All right. Where are all my friends? We're back at it with what I have deemed as the streaming council. We had a very popular episode a couple months ago where we tried something a little bit differently. And we talked just about basically digital streaming with Ben Farber and Josh Eppel. Uh, both of which handle streaming at two different record labels. Uh, ben is at Warner and Josh is at Hopeless. And y'all's perspective was so fun, so cool. So many people hit us up of just like, instead of so much telling a story, we were talking about a specific topic or trying to talk about like how to do something. It was really, really fun. So I wanted to do that, but go even further into it and try to do a super short episode, 20, 30 minutes, and talk about one topic and one topic only. Y'all down? Super down. All right, let's do this. So the topic that I want to get into is singles versus albums and when you should be releasing uh, which one or when you should be releasing them and the benefits of them. So... To me, I'm going to come in hot with my opinion, and then I'm going to ask y'all, because I think that you're better qualified to answer, but I think it'll be a fun way to start the discussion. Also, sidebar, if you're listening and not watching, you need to switch to watching on YouTube because Josh is glowing right now. I don't know what your window view is or what your setup is, but it is it is angelic. It's, it's putting us both to shame right now. <laughs> it's, it's messed up. It's not fair. Um my opinion, though, is I feel like right now, consistency and just like the frequency of content is so important that if artists were to put out at least one single a month with some kind of like music video, something visual, you would be absolutely ripping and it would be a very good strategy to grow. However, I also understand that an album is like an entire conceptual piece of art. So I'm really curious to get y'all's take on that and hear what you view as like the benefits of both. So the floor is yours. What do you think? Josh, where should we start? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, That's this question, lot. yeah, this question is asked a ton and it's probably one of the um, biggest marketing things that you can kind of control, especially right now during a pandemic. Yeah. Um releasing music is kind of one of the only ways to keep people engaged while there's not touring and stuff. Uh, there is obvious benefits to both. Um, should we talk about releasing singles first? You want to start yeah, there, Ben? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Um, so singles are really the way things are going. And, you know, with DSPs and, and everywhere, and if you're thinking about marketing, each single is its own little chance to, pitch and to market and to have an event uh, around yourself and, and what you're doing. It also gives you more chances to explore. It doesn't always have to be the same sound where I feel like when people release albums, you get kind of pigeonholed. And if you deviate very far away from your original sound, you kind of get some guff for it. Whereas singles, you have a little bit more wiggle room. Um, ben, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I mean, exactly that. Like we now live in a world where content is more important than ever on a consistent basis. And these streaming services are similar to social media. You know, it's important for you on your Instagram and your Twitter to keep engaging with your fans, showing them what you're doing, what you're working on, what, what things are going on. It's a, it's a very similar strategy in the streaming space in order to continue to build engagement on these platforms. That's the ultimate goal for these platforms themselves is to keep you engaged on it. So as an artist, we do kind of live now in a very singles-esque world 
where it is important to stay consistent with releasing music. Uh, now it's interesting because it's not necessarily, you know, songs are not tweets and IG photos. So let's be clear there. Uh, you know, you need time to give them to breathe and to, you know, find their way through the ecosystem. Like the, you know, these services are all about algorithmic uh, uh, playlisting and radio that need time for songs to grow in the service. So, you know, it, we, we work with artists all the time that over a year basis, we put out a song every four to six weeks. And that strategy is been very effective, you know, of, of organic, uh, uh, consistent growth. Um, so, you know, putting out singles on a consistent basis when you don't have a project ahead of you um, is important. And, and the other thing, too, that I want to mention is, it, you know, it doesn't have to be new music every single four to six weeks. You know, remixes, alternate versions, live versions, versions that you put up on on YouTube that sit there for a year um, that, uh, you know, is easily uh, uh, translatable to the streaming services. That, that in itself can be levers that you can pull, like Josh said. Um, these are moments that you can kind of capitalize around um, when you're putting out consistent singles. Totally. And I, I think, you know, the benefits are especially good for singles early on in your career when you're kind of establishing yourself. Like you need things to talk about when you don't have all these big things going on that other artists do. So if you're releasing music consistently and each time is an opportunity to gain fans and to gain momentum, that's so huge for you. Uh, and I think even past that, like in, into artists who are like in the middle part of their career are really big, like long gone are the days of like releasing a record and waiting two years to release something new that just can't happen anymore. And I feel like that was the model for a really long time, but people forget about you. Like if you don't have something every three months, you're, you're kind of done. There's very few artists that could survive that. Like, I mean, Adele could do that because she's Adele, but like, not many people can do that. So releasing single, singles is super beneficial. Yeah, and a, and lot then, of our, a lot of our... Oh, go ahead, Josh. Finish your point. Um, I was going to say, like, there's almost now... Maybe we should talk about this when we get closer to the album stuff. But, like, there's now kind of a, a crossbreed between the two, you know? Before, when you used to release records, you released one or two singles, and then you would release the record. And yeah. now we're releasing half or over half of the record before as singles and then releasing a record. So kind of merging the two ideas where you could have a 10-month-long campaign that's for a record, but you release six months of singles, and then you release a record towards the end of it as this big capstone. Question. Yeah. yeah. And I literally just thought of this off the top as you were explaining that, because I've seen that a little bit. And in your experience, as you've done those rollouts like that, where you're doing more and more singles... Have you done any type of like audibles? Like if you're trying to drop like just an absolute smash hit of an album and like in the single rollout plan, one of them doesn't respond well. Now that there's more time and you're rolling out more singles, have you adapted and taken things off of an album if you see a single not work? Ooh, I don't think we've taken anything off of the album, but we have okay. audible to like, oh, we should focus a little bit more on this side of the album. Like if there's okay. different sounds on the album, like there's softer stuff or heavier stuff or faster stuff or, you know, whatever. We have pivoted in that way. Um, Crazy. And we have released singles and this happens to everybody, but like singles that we thought were going to be big that just didn't pop off. Uh, so we'll pivot and be like, oh, the next single is, is the focus track and, and we're going hard on this one. Yeah. That's always important for us as a label to, to be strategic with that because for us, 
you know, we could have a, a, a sweetie song like tap in that's totally having a moment right now where we had a plan to release a remix, the album's coming, you know, we have a whole plan, but now tap in is in the top 50 on the U S Spotify chart. Uh, you know, we have to shift our entire plan to figure out how are we going to continue to drive that song up the chart? Um, yeah. You know, you release a remix that probably would have uh, some pretty big features on it for uh, say that could jeopardize that, that track. So, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah. yeah like okay. Sorry. One other question with that is again, like that you, you make such a good point is the, another advantage that you have with singles is you can kind of in real time analyze what's responding and what isn't. And when you get traction, you can double down on that. And another question that I've gotten asked a couple times just from like listeners or people that have wanted advice on music is when you are like rolling out any type of campaign, I guess singles or album, timing your music video with it. And I was curious because on one side, if you waited to see which one hit and then did a music video afterwards knowing it was a hit, that's awesome and you know you're putting resource in the right spot. However, if you do it ahead of time, is there an advantage? Like, have you seen when you're pitching songs to playlisting, things like that, is there an advantage to saying, hey, the music video is going to come out on the same day that the album comes out? Is that smart to do? Uh, I think there's, it depends on what type of artist you are and where you at, you are at in your career. Like, I think what Ben was saying is absolutely true. Like, you have to be very malleable. And when something yeah. starts taking off, and if you're doing a singles model and you've done six singles and, you know, one, three singles ago starts popping off, you should focus all of your attention on that. And if there wasn't a video it. for it, yeah. Because you, yeah. the tools there for both labels and for independent artists is so much better than it ever has been. You can literally see your song growing in real time. So if you put something out yeah. three months ago and it starts climbing, just go back and focus on it. Like you want to focus on the things that are growing because it's already showing some success. So you might want to go back and make a music video or like Ben was saying, do remixes or other versions of the song I mean, there's songs that came out in like 2017 or 2018 that are now hitting the top 50 on Spotify because of TikTok and, and things like that. Um, oh, yeah, that happened so with that Lizzo thing. song, right? Yeah, she was yeah. like two years old. Same with the Louis Capaldi, uh, Someone Like You. I was like totally. eight years old. Wow, yeah. yeah. That's what's really exciting about the streaming space. I mean, and, and in the singles world, you know, a lot of artists will say, well, you know, I don't want to be putting out consistent music because we're not going to be able to, to focus on those songs because we're going to be moving forward, which is true. Like as uh, as our jobs are, we uh, we do have to kind of look forward. But what's amazing, and I tell every artist this, is when you put out a song on Spotify, that song lives on that platform for the rest of time, for the rest of that platform's time. It, it's not going anywhere. I have a friend who has a song that he put out 10 years ago on, on Spotify, it still gets like 10 streams a day. It's still finding a place in the platform. And, you know, so you just like, you never know what could happen. And it's not necessarily like, I always say when we're moving on to the next song, that's a good thing because that next song is going to drive people into your Spotify profile, which then has a slew of other songs that fans can dive into. It, it's an advantage. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a different way of thinking when, you know, artists feel like you're, you know, just putting out music. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's not the best way of looking at it, in my opinion. Totally. And to your, to your question about whether you should release a music video right yeah. when you launch a song or afterwards, 
Uh, I, again, I think it depends on where you're at. There's kind of two different schools of thought. Like if you release it when this song is also released, you're trying to make this big moment, this big splash yeah. where everybody is driving to. And, and that might be better when you are talking about like announcing a record or releasing a record because the music video almost works as a commercial for your, for your product or your release. So oh, that might yeah. be a good moment to release it all together to make this big, big moment. Uh, if you're a developing artist, it might be better to space it out because you're kind of looking to extend your marketing when you don't traditionally have all these press people and all these other yeah. radio, all these other things happening. So you could release a song and then two weeks later release a music video and then two or three weeks later release an acoustic version. All of a sudden you just filled, you know, four to six weeks with a marketing campaign for this one song as an independent artist. And hopefully each time you do something every two weeks, you're seeing it climb up. And yeah. if it's still climbing, you should still focus on it. Dude, that's cool. That's such like a simple way to look at it. Like instead of just saying, well, this is the right way you should do it. It's just like, well, you have all these tools to look at this data. You have all of these resources. So, you know, understand as you're a bigger artist, you can kind of use the commercial. But if you're working on a budget and you're just making everything work, like you can be malleable and you can just do it when it makes sense. I mean, dude, it's the most exciting thing about our business right now is there yeah. really no right way. You know, there is, you should be doing it this way. I mean, it's all about consumers' behaviors right now. And, and that's, that's shifting with TikTok and all these other digital services that are popping up that like we don't even understand anymore. Uh, it, it's, there's no real playbook to it. You know, for me, it's just about consistency and staying consistent, um, on each platform. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is very cool. I do feel like we've moved into a space. I mean, I'm telling all my artists, like no rules, you got ideas, bring them to the table. Like nobody knows the right way to do anything right now. The only right thing to do is to engage with people and get attention. You know what I mean? So let's just try things. Yeah, it's like stripping it back. It's like with 2020 and everything changing so fast all at once and already digital everything going faster, now it brings it to this like very common sense level of like the playing field is even or it's like leveled and it's just what makes sense, what feels right, how well are you understanding your audience, how well are you just adapting and going with it. Totally. Which I, I, yeah, it's like instead of just having like one set plan, the more open-minded you are and the more caring and just like down you are to look at these little avenues, there's always something that you can do. Yeah. I mean, like five years ago, the worst thing in the world to happen during a campaign was for a song to leak. But now like artists are <laughs> purposefully leaking songs on TikTok and everywhere else just so it blows up beforehand. And because fans are more engaged because they feel like it's part of this culty thing. Um, yeah. There's an artist, Mafika, if you haven't checked out, check her out. And she did that exact same thing. And the song blew up. And before it, she had, you know, almost no monthly listeners. And now she's in all the viral charts and everything else. It's interesting that you say that, uh, Apple, because it's so funny. Like I was talking about this with a friend of mine who's um, running our uh, one of our really major artist campaigns right now where fans are, you know, they'll literally go into the coding of a website to figure out information. Mm. And what's funny is, is before like 10 years ago, kids would do anything they could to find it, to leak it, to leak the information. And it's kind of flipped on its head where, you know, he's built such a relationship with the fans that when they find something that's going to be leaked, they alert, they want to be the first to alert him about yeah, it, yeah. get taken down. Like it's like, a, it's almost flipped in a way, which is interesting. 
It is That's very cool. cool. Okay, so we've talked now about singles and how flexible you can be. And you honestly have me extra excited because I had this hot take of just like consistency. Like just if you were to not think about it, if you were to not read the room and listen to your audience and just say blindly, I'm dropping 12 tracks, one a month with some kind of visual, I still think that that would be well, like successful. But explaining why and explaining like that flexibility that you have has me extra excited about that. But the other side that I do think is worth talking about is these, like, people releasing music, like, these artists. Like, it is art. And there can be, like, a vision or a whole entire conceptual piece of art. And at some point, I do think you should respect the artistic integrity and put something out that is meaningful if that's how an artist feels. So let's talk about the benefits of albums and when it's time to put out albums. Yeah, I... I don't think anything can replace a very good album, especially a very good debut album. That mm. just sticks in people's minds forever as something that like really affects them and something they gravitate towards, gravitate towards especially young people. Yeah. Um, I mean, and young artists have proved it very like Juice World's debut, Good Riddance, Billie Eilish, oh. When We All Fall Asleep. I feel like the album is what establishes you past just like bringing in income via singles. You know, that's Whoa. when you're going to start bringing people to shows and that's when you're going to have almost like a cult or a fandom that are going to gravitate towards everything that you do when you release a piece of art that brings it, you know, you almost transcend past music. You become part of the culture of this community. And that's why I think the album is still really, really important. I think it's important to know when to release it, but you need to release it when it's time. Fuck. I mean, Josh, that... Josh, I'm not going to lie. I don't have much more to add. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. How do we follow that? Are really important, you know, in this day. Like, as Josh said, they could be cultural moments, even for a developing artist that has a small cult fan base. Like, those are moments that you can really establish and bring yourself to the next level as, an, as, as a more established artist in itself. Um, you know, just to echo Josh, it, 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 but the timing of that it, it is very important. You know, you want to do it at the right time um, and know as well, like what, what to expect after, because, you know, for albums, I don't know, Josh, if you agree with me, but uh, you know, the old day in, in, in the past, when you put out an album, then your marketing campaign begins. Your marketing mm -hmm. campaign now is before the album, when the album comes out, then I don't want to say it's done, but it's a lot harder in the streaming space to like now market the the hell out of it unless you know you get a really a song that's popping and you know so um, totally. yeah there are different ways of looking at it but but yeah dude that like you really really blew my mind there because it that's such a good point and I guess the one argument to a bunch of singles is then you run the risk of being kind of that one hit wonder like. Again, we don't really know when touring comes back, but how often do we see that an artist will have a song that pops off, a song that'll go so far, it could be TikTok, it could be radio, it could be streaming, everyone knows the name, everyone knows the song, that artist goes on tour and like 200 people show up and you're like, right. wait, what? And yeah. I do, like, it makes me think like, damn, when you put out that piece of culture, when you put out something that like means something more like art that maybe is that moment where it's like people will show up at your shows and it's like changing lives or it's like becoming part of their life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's crazy. It's just knowing when to release that. And I think that that's when the singles come into play. Like if you release 10 singles and two of them pop off and you have some fans who are willing to get out there with a megaphone when you're about to release your album, that's the time to probably do it. But if you're going to release your your album when no one is there to help you spread the word about it, it might be a very big missed opportunity, especially if it's a great album. Yeah. How often does that happen? Like there's so many great albums it's like, it's so easy to be like, oh, that's such an underrated album, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a bummer. It's an honest bummer. Because like totally. there's certain, so many artists have put out incredible songs that have fallen under the radar. Absolutely. Damn. So then I think the, I guess, I don't want to say the conclusion, but like a big piece of this is like the singles is your promotional tool. The singles lets you read your market, understand your fan base, grow as an artist, find what you like, find your branding, find everything, play with how you're going to market it, experiment with what works and really find it. It's that promotional tool. And then when you've really dialed it and when you really have something tangible, the fan base and the vision, that's when you start thinking about your album. Yeah. And also what's crazy, again, this is just throwing the playbook out the window what, you know, they're also EPs, you know, we yeah. have an artist Ooh. right now that is, we're putting out a couple singles, getting him warmed up. Then we're going to drop his first EP with a couple tracks. And then the plan is, is that we're going to put out a second EP at the top of 2021. And then in a couple months, we'll combine them into an album if it makes sense. And now you got an album project and then you spend the rest of the year marketing both of those EPs. So now Dude. we've created multiple hits, putting together an album. Now, you know, it's it's a very unconventional way, in my opinion, but we're trying it, you know, and oh. it seems to be reacting pretty well, you know? Dude, I, and we're I even, love the creative the, of throwing it out the playbook. Is, yeah, the creative of it is like the EP1 is the album title part one, EP2 is album p- title part two, and then we'll combine it and slap on three new songs. That's yeah. awesome. You know, so... You, you know, the album, it, you can kind of vary it in different ways as well, which is, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Ooh, this makes me think of another great question in this. Did you, like, I, I want to say like digitally packaging an EP or an album, right? And something that like with, with singles, I wonder, and you guys could probably tell me this, like we talk about like waterfalling, right? So like you release one single and then you like, like add it to the next single that comes out. So it's almost like a little mini EP. I guess this is specifically talking for Spotify, but um, how much is too much waterfalling? Like what's like, as far as like, as you're figuring out these, these singles and putting it like, cool, you're down to release singles. How do what's the best way to just make that look good on a Spotify account? Or like, what's any, any advice there? I got some. (laughs) Let's go. The, the, the strategy of the waterfall is to help increase your streams on your single. If you have a single, that's the focus. You put that out and then you put out a second, maybe fan track leading into the album. But we are working the first song at radio and there's a, vi- a video. It makes sense strategically to do the waterfall. We have kind of gotten into a new realm where we think we should waterfall everything. And there are some times where we waterfall four songs and it kind of takes away from the allure of that particular song and that particular product, especially if it's like different artwork, if it's packaged differently as a fan, I don't know what a waterfall is. 
I right. could go and look at that and be like, oh, here's a small little EP. Right, exactly. Now, now the messaging is a little mixed where it's like you drop this little EP that a fan thinks and then a, a couple of weeks later there's a new album. It's, well, wait, what's, you know, it, it feels disconnected. So it, even visually too, I just think like when you put out a new song, it should look fresh. It should just be by itself. Cover art, like, you know, that that's what Ariana Grande does. Like all the, all the made, it's just, it's the song. Like this yeah. is it. So, uh, you know, the strategy of a waterfall should be approached very carefully and specifically focused just on a single. Okay. Not just yeah. because you have five songs that you put out before it and let's put them on. Like, <laughs> yeah, see the same action, but I just, I just don't think it's the right strategy. Totally. Mm-hmm. The, the optimization part of it is great in the sense that you're collecting more streams. It does look very ugly. Uh, one way we get around that is when the album drops, we take all those down. So it's yeah, not yeah. like clogging up all of the other space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the beauty of streaming is you can mm-hmm. take those products down, which is important to do. No doubt. So, right. Because as long as you're keeping the same ISRC code, it's still keeping the streams and keeping the data, correct? Yeah. 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 But the other the other issue that I always say, uh, you know, what I, I argue the creative process of that. If you have different artwork that is the waterfall compared to your album, that artwork is part of the artist's creative story. I argue that you shouldn't take that down. That's part of their whole look, their feel. Right. So, so you got to think about those things as well. You know, so I am always like, if we're going to take down a waterfall, it's because it's the album art and songs that are on the album that should come down. Um, and, and we try to, we try to bring that up ahead of time to make sure that like, you know, because if you do release the waterfall with the original artwork, then, I would argue just leave it. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And largely that should be up to the artists. You know what I mean? Like if they feel that that's part of their story and part of their art and the, the project, it should stay yeah. up or it should come down if they feel like it should. We yeah. always present it to artists like, hey, here's the benefit of a waterfall. We'll get these extra streams. But if it is going to ruin the art of it all, we don't have to do it. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I love to hear that because I, I was kind of thought of that. Like it seems like the thing to talk about for a second and then it also kind of felt like it's been like abused or like done a little bit wrong and i'm like my goodness this is going crazy (laughs) so i I really like your perspective there we're getting close to our 30 minutes and i love this i feel like we did such a good job getting right right into that my last question is ben in the very beginning you were saying releasing singles like four to six weeks what is that sweet spot if you are going down the single route what have in your experience like what's what's a good window to think with To me, it is four to six weeks. And I say four to six weeks because I'm speaking on release radar. Release radar being the most powerful playlist on the platform for everyone is about four to six weeks. It's hard to exactly say that it is four to six weeks because I have this conversation a lot. It depends on, uh, you know, if a user is dormant and you put out a song that week and they don't open Spotify for another week, say, you know, their four to six weeks essentially starts, right? Like it yeah. refreshes and so it could stay in longer. So we we like guesstimate about four to six weeks is a good gap to give your song enough breathing room to stay in release radar and, and find that traction. Because if you put a song out kind of any time earlier than that, both songs will stay in release radar, but the new one will take priority and you won't see both on both playlisting and, and it'll kind of just affect it. So I always just, I don't know about you, Josh, but I always say four to six weeks is the minimum of what you should put 
uh, give yourself some space. Totally. And four to six weeks gives you enough time to figure out if you need to pour fuel, more fuel on the fire. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think in that amount of time, you'll know if you need to put out another single or go hard on another single. Yeah. Wow. That is a really nice window to see like, if it's catching, if it gets picked up on TikTok or something like that, or if it's starting mm-hmm. to get attention. I mean, at, Pandora, at Pandora, we say to every artist, we can't give you a real read on your song at all until we have four weeks of data. Mm-hmm. Like you need the song to breathe in order to really read if this is reactionary or not. So, you know, it's kind of just, you need the, you need the, al- the algorithm needs time. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Guys, we did it. This was everything I wanted. I wanted to talk about one specific subject. You dropped so much knowledge. I'm like, I'm not even an artist and I'm excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good idea. I need to be releasing more singles. Wait, I don't have an artist project. Shit. Um, so I really hope- studio, really, What's that? Let's get in the fucking studio. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, I really hope that this uh, helps some some artists or some any anybody listening to this that's been thinking about this. I think that it's something that we all talk about working in music so much. So I just wanted to try to put some kind of conversation out there that could that could forward this discussion or add information. Um, if anybody listened to this, I know you guys have other episodes, go back and listen to that one. If you haven't anybody listening to this that are like, dang, these are the smartest people I ever did here. And they want to send you a DM to be like, Hey, you're the smartest person I ever did here. Where can people find you? Go ahead, Instagram. BL Farber at Insta- on Instagram. It's my main platform of communication. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'm on Instagram as well. Epilogue, E-P-P-E-L-O-G-U-E. Uh, and I want to say last, last time we did this, uh, a ton of people reached out and had questions and just said, thank you. And it was really cool talking to a bunch of artists. Um, and it was awesome. It it was really, really inspirational to, to hear people's stuff. Yeah, honestly, like on that note, like putting out a podcast and doing this, like, this is just like, we have these conversations anyway. Like we're always just talking about these things. We're passionate about it. But there is this incredible feeling of like, oh, whoa, like people care. Like you almost don't know if you're going to put something out and people are going to care. So if you are listening to this, like it really does make our day to hear from you. So really like send them a DM. If you liked this, ask them questions. They're the two smartest people I know. And they happen to be chill enough to be willing to help people and have these conversations. And I think that's amazing. So please, if you like this, if you're enjoying it, anything, let them know. Cause it, it makes us really happy to hear that. I think I should start dropping my Venmo. Uh, uh. <laughs> you're a savage. <laughs> uh, you can reach me on Venmo. That's fucking crazy. I love it. I love it. All right, tight. I'm ending it. We did the damn thing. Thanks for having us, Graham. Dude, thank you guys so, so much. I have a really, also, I guess, in that same night of giving us feedback, Josh and Ben are just the homies. Like, we love these conversations. So, and I love doing these little tiny subjects. So if there are more questions, if you guys keep liking this format, we shall assemble the streaming council when we need to, and we shall address the subjects that need to be addressed. So let us know. I like that. The streaming council. That's what I've got so far. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dope. I'm ending this. Yeah.